Hello, and welcome to episode number 207 of the Nerd Pro Quo Podcast. Hope you guys are doing okay. Happy New Year to everyone. We were off for two weeks. Uh, we did not record on Christmas Day and New Year's because we were all doing other things in life. Uh, gotten away as it often does. Uh, but here we are back uh, with an episode. Uh, some political di- discussion a little bit at the beginning of the episode here because uh, after this intro, of course, because uh, there was just some stuff that we felt like if we didn't discuss it, if we just act like it didn't happen, then it'd be a giant elephant in the middle of the room. Uh, I, I just... <sighs> so it's been an uh, emotionally exhausting uh, year, 2020, uh, emotionally exhausting couple of weeks. An emotionally exhausting day for me personally. I will not get into that uh, other than to say that uh, I found an album that definitely uh, has been on repeat and definitely sums up a lot of the ways that I think a lot of us have been feeling. And that uh, album, the title song from that album uh, by Spanish Love Songs, Brave Faces, Everyone, is what you are hearing under this intro. You're probably going to hear a little bit of it in the outro, too. If you can, if you have the money, go to Bandcamp, uh, buy that album, go to their website, buy the vinyl, uh, stream it on Spotify. I highly, 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 highly recommend uh, this album. Uh, it is uh, rare that I like really throw out an album on uh, this podcast, and also they are they are relatively they were released uh, they released it on an indie label. Uh, so yeah, uh, support that band uh, if you like it. It's a uh, kind of depressing lyrics, but it's like uh, pop punk influence. It's a fantastic album. So go listen to that. Uh, go support that band. Uh, and uh, yes, just because I'm exhausted, that is it for this intro. Enjoy this episode, episode number 207 of the Nerd Proco Podcast. Stay nerdy, y'all. Stay safe. Uh, take care of yourselves. So I've heard about that. they just been waiting on the actual release date. Oh, okay. Well, it's January 15th. Oh, okay. I've, I've started recording. So yeah, it's... Uh, uh, wait, I'm going to turn myself down because I'm a little uh yeah so hey, the, hey everyone hey hey uh wait can you talk again hey 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 why are you not coming through that's really strange try again hola te gusta comer hamburguesa that's really strange okay no i think i think you're i mean it's right it's the thing is going that's weird I don't know. You sound less loud than... <laughs> I'm digesting, that's why. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, like, long day, and I, like, I just started eating something in, <laughs> right now, like, a, well, like 45 minutes ago, so I'm, like, now digesting. Yeah, sure, um, sure, sure. Okay. How's it going? It's all right. How's I mean, 2021? I, I mean, as... We're not off to a great start. <laughs> generally, generally speaking, nerd-wise, it's actually been great the past, I would say, like the past like month and a half, and this month they're going to be great, yeah, I think, nerd-wise. I mean, I've been like pretty glued to what's been going on about like the hypocrisy of how law enforcement deals with people who riot slash demonstrate. Um, I don't know if it's 
I don't know. I think it is a good start to 2021 because we've seen that people have called out on kind of like the blatant um, criminality of, you know, 45, you know, from him trying to coerce, you know, the election official in Georgia. You've seen people push back. Now, it's unfortunate of what happened with the five people who passed away during this insurrection that took place. But what I feel comforted it is in is by the fact that people are now pushing back. Yeah. He's no longer comfortable right now. Yeah. Where even people in his own party are realizing shit, he, there is nothing he won't do yeah. to get his way. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that it took the loss of life for this to happen, but it's it's go it shows that something some move, there's movement taking yeah. place yeah. to like correct bad things from happening. Yeah, I think there's gonna be so the one thing this is the one of the few times in which and then we will talk about nerd shit because it's just it's just it's almost like like there's a you know because by the way happy New Year we haven't we we skipped like two weeks just because holidays I was like working. Both uh, the day after, and we, I wasn't necessarily going to record anything on like Christmas Day, uh, and then New Year's I wasn't home and I didn't feel like bringing, you know, carrying it back and forth or recording a solo episode. So here we are in the new year. But uh, it almost feels like if we don't at least mention the things that have happened in the past week and a half, it's like it's like we're we're just pretending that we live in this little I nerd mean, bob- bubble. That some people like, who live. Who walk, live through life in blinders? I don't think I could be that way. And you got you're not that way. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we we'll also be kind of antithetical to like even though we talk about nerd stuff, we also talk about like you know, you know, representation and yeah. you know all and social justice. I feel like is a uh, I from the start of this podcast with Justin and Angelo, social justice was always like an undercurrent to everything. So I feel like if we don't at least briefly mention it <laughs> it's like a giant elephant in the room that we're not talking about uh but yeah uh what i was gonna say is that uh the one thing this is the one time that the american attention span i think might actually help things is uh as far as like the insert and all the trump stuff i think in a couple of months uh, especially like when things start to, you know, the vaccine rollout and Biden actually being president and all the people he's bringing in and all the, the legislative stuff that looks like might actually happen, you know, in those first couple, in these first couple of months. Uh, I think the attention span of people for like this, as far as like the people who are like Trump supporters is going to start to fade. Uh, because I, those, those people do not have, the really riled up people do not have long ten- long attention spans. Uh, I mean, as far as like long memories for... I, I mean, I, I can't say anything about that. What I can say is that because their figurehead will no longer be in office, yeah. their just voice will be greatly minimized. You yeah. know? And I mean, they just, still have an entire cable channel. and, and Yeah, but they've been doing that for yeah, decades. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But the idea is that we just need... I mean, since Election Day, 45 has done absolutely nothing. 
yeah. in the White House, aside from trying to break laws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just need things to happen where people are getting sick, we've got new strains of the virus coming through. Yeah, yeah. We just need work to get done to stop people from dying and getting sick. Yes. You know, and yeah. hopefully we can just move on because I need to be able to get out of my fucking apartment, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. and do shit. People got work to do or would like to find a job, you yeah. know, and it's... You know, I I I have a, I have a pile of flyer flyers for my business. I put out some like a couple of months ago and like a month or so ago, uh, just a handful of them on the Upper West Side. I had planned to just blanket a couple of different neighborhoods with them. I just haven't done it yet because I was just like I just noticed people are just there. I don't think anyone is ready. They might need it, but I don't think anyone's ready to have. Either they haven't gone back to work, so they're still walking their own dogs, yeah. or they're just they're not ready. And and frankly, I wasn't when I saw like I like I knew that every you know all the rates were going to go up through February. Uh, I thought there would be maybe some mitigating factors on that. Um, Dude, I mean, people have been yeah. traveling a, a lot. You know, yeah, yeah. it's bound to happen. I mean, yeah, no, no, I knew, I knew. So, so as Again, like this is a thing that we haven't really talked about on, on this podcast. Mostly, we've been talking about it off uh, the podcast. But uh, and then we're gonna pause because I, I, you know what? I want to switch the batteries out. It's okay. not low, but it's okay. No problem. It's precarious. Uh, but uh, it was just like I knew it was gonna get worse through February as far as like the levels of the virus. I was just like, oh, I didn't. Th- I didn't know necessarily that it was going to get this bad. Uh, although so far New York is, you know, it's been bad, but there are better places, than other. There are places like California, United just a, States, yeah. yeah. Los Angeles is a fucking disaster area. Like there, I feel horrible for the medical uh, community in in Los Angeles in in California right now. Like, and they've just been hit by. This isn't the only thing they've been hit by, like you know, the past year, like, it's just so much shit, uh, the fires, and, yeah, uh, so let's pause for a second, alright, so that's, it's okay, I can just import the audio from the previous, cool, 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 yeah, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't mark down where we, where we paused, uh, anyway, I might decide to edit all the pandemic and whatever talk we had before, that's fine, (laughs) I don't know, so yeah, so wait. Uh, we were discussing the shark RPG. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I just I, I don't take it. I, I got PS Plus to play, um, Fallout Boys or Fallout Guys or whatever, but I haven't. I don't do online multiplayer. But there are tweaks where in P, uh, PS Plus you could get like a free game every month. And this month they have this game called Man Eater. I'm like, whatever. This looks weird, but I'm intrigued from what I've heard from the reviews. Like. You play as a shark and you kill people. And I just started after work today and it's like there's a background where this hunter kills this mother shark, happens to notice that there's like a baby shark cub in her gut. He yanks it out, marks me so he can hunt me in the future when I get fully grown and tosses me in the water. So my job is to get strong and powerful so I can hunt specific humans. So pretty much as you I've never seen this movie. But I am just here to play the shark RPG to kill humans and eat a lot of fish. 
and it's quite enjoyable. I don't it understand like, why, but it's like it's a great way just to like zone out and kill shit. It's sa- and I was saying it sounds like Jaws: The Revenge, uh, the video game, but from the shark's perspective. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's twenty twenty one has been. Uh, in the world, as we mentioned, it's been crazy, but for me, it's been a continuation of doing things that make me happy. And yeah, I mean, that's basically what I've been doing, too. I mean, I've still been doing... Oh, sorry, I'm sending something. So, I'll keep... So, I am boosted my shark up to an extent where I can... Rust, you know, tussle with some alligators. Um, so I'm glad about that, and hopefully I'll be able to go into freshwater or whatever water, and go uh, head to head with the big boys and kill some humans on the beach. So sorry, that's what I, I needed to pay for. someone. <laughs> I forgot to do that today. Uh, so I was sending money to somebody. Uh, so yeah. Uh, so the big thing that came out in the past two weeks. Uh, was Wonder Woman, uh, 1984, and I believe... So, we seem to disagree about this from the text conversations that we've had. Yeah, but I mean, I don't it doesn't think, surprise I, me because I don't, you hate everything. I don't you don't think, like good things. I don't think we disagree as much... You're, you're, voca- you're, the way you put things, it's <laughs> like, it's not terrible, but it's not terribly good. I'm like... What the fuck does that mean? It's like it sounds pretty so, terrible so, to me. So, so, from your vantage point. So, I will say two things before I, I uh, before we start on this, and then I will start. We can start. I can. We can start with the positives, and then I will get into all the problems that I have with it. Uh, I will say that the first time I watched it, definitely. Cl- so. You've probably had this experience where the people you're watching or the circumstances under which you watch the movie first can kind of affect the way you view the film. And the people... So I was watching it in my apartment with, with other people, and the other people weren't terribly... It, we put it on as if, as if we were going to like watch it, watch it, but there were like at least two people who were in the room who were just really not really watching it. So it wasn't like... A, and it's one of the things that happens when you watch it at home is it's not in a theater so it's not a theater experience so there's just other stuff going on and also the fact that like the other people who I was watching with just didn't like it uh, I'm not I agree it's not for everyone it's uh, not a movie for everyone and uh, so there's that uh, I will say there were some things uh, the first 20 minutes in a movie Great. Uh, and there's a movie. There's actually a aside from the opening sequence in it. There's actually a Marvel movie that I would compare this to that it felt a lot like in a weird way, and that was Amazing Spider-Man Two. It felt a lot like Amazing Spider-Man Two, where it's like a really, really good. Aside from Amazing Spider-Man Two, the pointless like his parents' airplane scene. The first like 10, 15 minutes of. Amazing Spider-Man 2 are great. Uh, the first 20 minutes of Wonder Woman 1984 are great. Uh, it starts to... And there are individual moments in it. A lot of them actually have to do with, uh, like, 
and I will get to the problem with it in in a minute. A lot of it has to do with the fact that like the supporting cast are really good. Like uh, I have grown to actually love Chris Pine, and Chris Pine is great. The interactions, the little brief interactions between Chris Pine and Gal Gadot in this are great. Uh, Kristen Wiig is great once they get her out of her stereotypical character. Uh, um, see, I can't, I can't say any of the positive things without automatically bringing up the negative things. Well, let me. So easy, you go ahead. <laughs> I, mean, I came in, as you said, context and circumstance of what you of watching this movie matter. I had no expectations of this film except that I just wanted to watch it. Two, my context was 2020. Watching this film, I'm not saying it's the greatest. No, no, but what it is, is for me as a comic book fan, as a fan of Richard Donner's Superman films, clearly Patty Jenkins was trying to pull from that. And sure. that, that was her focus. Yes. To pull from that and try to make a cheesy, campy movie based on that. And for me, that's what I wanted. I'm not looking for Avengers. I'm not looking for Marvel. I mean, Marvel has doing, is doing their shit. I, from looking at the Comic-Con preview of like the the reveal of Cheetah, it's Warner Brothers. They're not going to be like, I, yeah, yeah. I, I get that. I'm not going to hold it against them for the, for the fact that their CG aren't bad or isn't great. But what I saw from the moment, I kept smiling, and I was kind of giddy. It's like, oh shit, this is so, this is silly. It's not taking itself too seriously. I love it. Uh, Senor Guapo, Pedro Pascal. He reminds me of Gene Hackman, Luther. Just over the top villainy. I mean, it's meant to be silly, and on top of that, he's not killed. You know, yeah. like we would see in some other films. He is. He's given an arc where he's able to redeem himself towards the end. And something what I, that I like about this film, which is very uh, similar to what happened with the first film, she does not solve her problem by fighting it out. I, in, in the context of 2020, I saw this movie as something that is hopeful that I wanted to see that made me feel better. And I enjoyed that. I mean, yeah, is it the perfect thing? Yes. Is No, it's not a perfect movie. Do they over-explain the whole origin story of the magical stone? I mean, we get it. We're not dumb audience members. We get it. There are, like, consequences to making wishes. And But to be honest, I looked at the end. It was like, this is two and a half hours. I didn't feel... There's some movies that are, I feel the two and a half hours. I did not feel that. Early. See, this, it is was where, very this, is, this is where I disagree. Uh, I definitely felt the two and a half hours. I To me, it's. I think you and I come from different perspectives. I just came in not to dissect it, but just as a like a good popcorn flick just to escape. So, so, so here's the thing. I so I now that you say that, especially when you bring up like the Richard Donner Superman. Uh, yes, even the flying. Very yes. much reminiscent yes. to those films. So, so, uh, that's why I why I said that it, for me it held up a lot better under a second second viewing. Um, and I, I would even like I said it, it held up a little bit better. I think it held it held up a lot better 
watching it on my own without interruption. Um, like, definitely held up a lot better. I So, now that you bring up that that's... So, here's the thing. I, I think it's expectation does come into it is... Uh, and can also... What you're expecting can also... Uh, cloud how you and actually this this is a way that I think I will defend the film is I think the mistake that a lot of people went in to maybe watching it is they really were expecting a second because it was Patty, uh, Patty Jenkins again and because of how good the first Wonder Woman was they were expecting a repeat of that and what they got was a much cheesier, more Richard Donner, Superman-esque film. And I think for a lot of people, including myself, because that's not what we were... It's You know what it was? I think it, it's not... I don't think after the first film it's what people wanted. And I think that's why it's been judged so harshly. Uh, whether that's fair or not is 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 actually a valid argument, mm-hmm. I think. Now that now that now that you're bringing this up when you bring up like Richard Donner, which I did kind of think of in that. Uh, I will say that the problem with that is that there are moments in the movie, and there are, there there is a we are at a point in comic book movies where I don't think if you. There are elements of the Richard Donner Supermans, especially Superman 1 and 2, that don't work in a modern context. And those are the points that don't don't work in Wonder Woman 1984. And that one of the things that don't work doesn't work is that if you're trying to make a cheesy popcorn movie, then and Honestly, like I said, now that you bring it up, I was like, okay, yeah, this is really what I think the central problem with the movie is, is that none of the serious movie, none of the serious moments work at all. If that's the tone. Yeah. That, like, there, and, and honestly, I think that kills, and that's what makes the movie feel really long, is that you can't try and, if that's the tone you're go, giving, going for, then, uh, and part of this also has to do with the fact that Gal Gadot is not a great actress. Um, the 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 emotional, the quote unquote emotional punch of Gal Gadot renouncing her wish doesn't work at all. Um, the it's the okay. the Sorry. supposed emotional punch that's supposed to be her speech to uh, uh, Max Lord. Max Lord, which I will get to. I have a major problem with him as a character in this movie. I uh, thought he was great. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I get it. It's she, it's it's, it's the, the entire acting. the entire that entire speech doesn't work at all for me. Emotion like it's I it's it's I I know what it's supposed to be in that moment where everyone is renouncing their wish or whatever. It just comes off so it just it doesn't work. Especially in a film in in 2020. Especially when you're... Like I said, if you're... If that was what you were going for, the tone is wildly inconsistent. I don't know. I, th- I think that... Was the delivery the greatest? No. But neither was the delivery in the first film. No. You know. But that's still... I still yeah. enjoy that film. 
what I loved about this was kind of like, as I said, 2020 is yeah. how I'm watching this. Sure. That is my, that is who I'm watching this movie with. Just the whole shittiness of this year. And I felt that, you know, a movie that is reminding the audience that, hey, you know, sometimes it's, it's good not to be selfish and to be empathetic. Yeah. That's something that that's, I've been... That's who, that's but been, that, that is who Wonder Woman's character yeah. is. So that's the one thing, that's and, what they got right. And that's what I love. I mean, was did it hit a home run? No. But you know what? A single is not going to kill it. You know, it was a single. And I've yeah. got no problem with that. But that see, that's what I was saying when I, I, I think when I was saying that it's, it's not terrible, it's not it's just not terribly good, I wasn't saying it was bad. I know it sounded like I was saying it was bad. I enjoyed it. You are it. knocking it because it's not there. I it's am, not, you know what it is? It's it's what I was saying before. Is I'm knocking it because it wasn't, is I wanted a movie that's as good as the first one was. And it was significantly less. I, significantly. Not as good. You no, even know. even even down to the the stuff that isn't like deep, uh, the action sequences weren't as good as the first. It's one. not meant. There's to, nothing it's meant in to it. There's be nothing like in it. A rich dark. I mean, that was exciting. Those as, things. Those the action sequences was meant to be a call on to the whole Superman films from the seventies. Yeah, and you know, and you know what else? Say that why that doesn't work. I can tell you. Everything about this, there's a movie that was made before this that no one likes that I actually do kind of like, and I, maybe you kind of like it too, I don't remember, uh, that was that. It was called Superman Returns, and no one liked that movie. I And I am a defender of that movie. I like all of the Supermans except for the quest for peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've... I'm, I'm, so, so I think I, you and I, me are defenders of Superman Returns. I, I really no like Superman Returns. I love those films. Yeah. I am a, I'm a superhero nerd. Yeah. Not just a comic book nerd, a superhero nerd. Yeah. And what I want in a film, which I did not get to, get to see a lot with like the whole Zack Snyder shit, was that I did not see these characters as superheroes. Patty Jenkins made Wonder Woman a superhero. Yeah. In the first film and in the second film. Did she go over the top and become very preachy? Yes. But in the, as I said, in the context of 2020, I needed that. So, so I, you know, it's and and on top of that, we all know my love for eighty shit. So here's where I have to profoundly disagree with you on this. It is a there is no reason for it to happen in the eighties. It does not take advantage of its eighties thing enough. The fact that there's virtually no eighty recognizable eighties music in it, it doesn't is, have a, to be is 80s a music. Hu- no is a huge oversight because it makes you know what it makes it set in the eighties means it's just window dressing it doesn't mean anything it there was no reason for it to be set in the 80s except except to it you know what it is is that that the i mean the superman movies were in the 80s yes but 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 they but they were in the 80s made in the 80s where the 80s was the time we were actually living in uh and there are movies that take place in the 80s where the 80s, it taking place in the 80s aren't just window dressing. Because honestly, the fact that it takes place in the 80s, this movie, is completely arbitrary. And it feels completely arbitrary. And that, I think, is one of the major problems I have with it. Is that it's just, I love movies about the 80s and TV shows, that, you know, but set I, in the 80s too. But it doesn't have but it to feels, be. But it feels, but here's the difference. 
the good ones feel like they're stuff that we're either making fun of effectively or we're paying homage to effectively or where the things we're paying homage to we actually love, like, say, the Richard Donner uh, Superman films, and I didn't feel any of that in this movie. It has none of that. Listen, I felt that she had a theme. It was set in the 80s. She tried to make a movie as if it was being made in the 80s with the cheesy yeah. uh, CGI. I got that. I don't think uh, it works. I really don't think it works. I felt that it was... It, I did not see that one... I, honestly, going to this, not seeing it coming except for that the whole, you know, the trailer show that was yeah. like 80s yeah, theme. Yeah. With my expectations being nothing, not low, no expectations. Sure. I felt it was fun. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's just a, a fun comic book film I mean I think my, I, am, I think my I think like I said I think I love and, and the I, Pacific and, Rim films I do are, too I love and listen the idea is that you have to ex- understand what it is and embrace it and but, I but, embrace but, it for but what but see this again is. like I and I agree and I also will say that what you're saying uh, is a valid defense of the movie I'm saying that the problem with that is that is not what the first movie set us up to expect. You're in, you're once again you're entitled to have your expectation. Yeah. Everyone is entitled. Yeah, yeah. I understand it. It's not for everyone. Yeah. But when I saw this film, I saw Patty Jenkins doing something different. Sure. And sure. I was like, hey, I'm all for that. So you know, I'm a, I'm I'm guessing it'll, the third movie will be also different. It's gonna it's yeah. gonna be set in a different timeline. And but I, I saw that she had a vision for this film, and I thought it was fun. Yeah. You know, I, I think without was, I think without was, studio yeah. involvement, she herself I, decided I to do something. I think it's a different. so uh, the one the thing that I will say is that it is a fun film. It is for a fun film. Like I defended, I think I might have defended Aquaman more than you did. Is I fell asleep in Aquaman. Is well, see, here's the thing. Here's here's the thing. Uh, the big problems with the both of those movies being fun, and to be perfectly honest, having watched Aquaman straight through a hand, uh, maybe about two or three times now, it's really fun. It's just way too long. Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. Parts of it are fun and parts of it drag. I'm sorry, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah, uh, the exact opposite. Seeing it in the movie theater, having low expectations, I came into Aquaman the exact same way I came into Wonder Woman '84. Sure. I hated Aquaman. Hmm. I, no, no, I've retracted that. I did not hate Aquaman. I hated uh, Rise of Skywalker. I was bored by it. I just I yeah. I was tired. I admit that, sure. but I have no desire to watch that. I felt so that it was very he long. Will, he will all say, and here's what I will say: there are parts of Aqua, like I said, it's just way too long. It is that move. I will say, if you haven't rewatched it, rewatch it. It's fun. I, I will defend Aquaman maybe more. Because the, the tone of we're the, the the tone of the tone of of Aquaman is the other thing is the tone of Aquaman is consistent throughout the movie. It's you. It's it never really aside from Amber Heard in it, who is just just just. 
taking everything way too seriously. Uh, that movie's goofy as hell. And it's, it's, it... I felt this one. It does not... Do, see, but that's the thing. It's, there are parts of it that f- make you feel like you should be taking it more seriously. Than and, but here's the thing. I, der- I did not care about the characters in Aquaman. Wonder Woman, I mean, I, yes, Gal Gadot may not be the greatest actor, but... My gosh, I just love her and Chris Pine's yeah. chemistry. Well, see, but that's they the, work. That's why it reminds they me of work. Amazing Spider-Man Two. They work. Is that's the thing? What? Why I think Amazing Spider-Man Two is is someone made actually one of the reviews I watched of it made the the comparison to Amazing Spider-Man Two. So, uh, the interactions between Galgado and Chris Pine reminded me a lot of the really good interactions with Amazing Spider-Man Two between. Uh, um. Jackson, not Andrew. Emma, Emma Stone. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield. Those scenes are great. Uh, you have the same really stereotypical cheesy. Uh, so the way that the transition and the way she's portrayed initially, Kristen Wiig in Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, and Jamie Foxx before he becomes Electra. Electro in Amazing Spider-Man 2 exact, they're the exact same character uh, it's except that Kristen Wiig is a woman and Jamie Foxx is a man like they're the exact same character uh, different job but but like that, that type it's, it's a trope um, I will say I like the transition I love me some Kristen Wiig uh, in spite of the fact that like that whole her whole transition and her whole car- character arc are also incredibly generic and incredibly tropey. Uh, but just, I I love her too much. That it, that, that, it, that, that, oh, that almost didn't bother me just because I like, love her so much. The problem, I mean, the cast sold me on this. Yeah. I, I love the characters and I love the actors portraying so, these characters. One of my big problems, and I also love Petro Pascal. I don't love Pedro Pascal in this movie. Um, I love him in parts of this movie. I think it just it just goes. I I don't know. I think it's if if they were going for Richard Donner, it just it doesn't. Like I said, it doesn't it doesn't quite work. Also, so you're a DC nerd. I'm less of a DC nerd, but I will say that the way they so they had this whole. MacGuffin fucking dream stone thing. Uh, which is so... it's So that is just such... The way all that was executed is such lazy writing. It's such lazy writing. In terms of what? The background? In terms it, it just, of it, just everything. That, that's, that's how... That's the main catalyst for everything. It's everything about... That's my other major problem with this is so much of this movie is just really, 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 really aggressively lazy writing. I mean, I, like I'm they not, weren't even trying. I, uh, like, I mean, I'm not an expert when it comes to great script writing, but going back to what you were talking basic about, basic storytelling. It's bad. Pedro it's Pascal. Bad writing. I mean, listen, I saw him. Oh, well, like, no. To, to come back, sorry. To to come back to the point I was actually going to make. Uh, who Max Lord actually is, if you want to make an analogy, and what maybe maybe would have made a more interesting movie if unfortunately it would have been a, it would have been a completely different movie in tone 
completely different movie in tone. Uh, Max Lord from the comic books is essentially uh, uh, Kilgrave from Jessica Jones. That's who Max Lord, Lord, Maxwell Lord is in the comics. Well, yeah. Uh, there is a there was a better story to be told on uh, which, if they had told that story, unfortunately, it would have been. On, I think that's why they didn't go in that direction. To be perfectly honest, from what we've been talking about, is that it would have been a, mu- a profoundly more dark movie <laughs> if it was Maxwell Lord. From, and I don't I think mean, that's I what they wanted that. to do. I, they, I got that. I mean, what. What I saw from him is like Gene Hackman slash Donald Trump. See, that's I, what I, I saw until from you that. said. See, now I'm gonna have to go back and watch it a third time. He's over, now that you've seen now that you've said Gene Hackman from the Donner Superman movies. I was like, that's what I saw. I saw. I'm like, holy shit, he is. That that's totally Superman. who he is. That's yeah. what I saw from that. Uh, he he's not. He's there to have fun. I and might have to rewatch the movie a third time now. <laughs> to be honest, I, I saw him in every scene. He, I like actors who look like they enjoy doing what they're doing. And yeah. I felt that Pascal loved going over the top, campy, yeah. super villainy. And I just love that. And I just saw Gene Hackman. That's yeah. the whole point. That He was uh, Wonder Woman's I'm Gene amazed. Hackman. I'm where, surprised where I did not. Now that you say that, it's so obvious. It's, I think it's, it's like so obvious that I'm actually that, annoyed at like myself. She's doing her own version of Superman. Yeah, I, and yeah. that's and I'm not I'm not saying that it's gonna be the next thing in the the greatest thing in the DCU to rival the MCU. No, what it is was a director who saw the old school '80s Superman film and tried to make one of her own in today's context. Yeah. and yes, and my sexual is... My central criticism, honestly, of the film is I don't know if that works. I don't know if it works. I don't know. I saw um, that, and I, I it just felt that Pedro Pascal is, I felt that he was magnetic. He, yeah. I felt that he had a lot of great time doing this, and I couldn't, and I love the scenes where he was behaving badly. Sure. And I just, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I saw him, and I saw his empty building, and I saw Donald Trump. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I saw Gene Hackman as like these are an emerging of these two characters. Sure, and I, I guess I guess like a lot of people, I think I was expecting a better movie with better writing than I got. Um, and just to further some and you're entitled. So some yeah, that's I mean yeah. Is, I, honestly, yeah, I agree so, with so you. The, the, the one the one thing that I will say is anyone who really enjoyed this movie, unlike a lot of people I'm not like and I, I'm I'm not one of those people who's like if you really enjoyed it I enjoyed me some terrible I'm not saying this is a terrible movie but I enjoyed me some terrible movies too we've discussed this a lot yeah. the past couple episodes of this podcast I mean I we like, died, I'm not like gonna, I'm not gonna, giant gonna, robots with swords like, yeah, yeah, come yeah, on I'm not, I, <laughs> I, I, I love the second one and the second one is awful uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah it's so I temporarily lost my no but I'm not gonna, I'm not I'm not going to shit on anyone who loved this. I mean, I, I mean, I, I didn't disagree with you because I know that there are flaws yeah. in this film. Uh, I totally understand that this this was a huge gamble yeah. doing something so weird also, at such a huge oh, departure from the first film. Yeah, but you know, to not to beat a dead horse, but honestly. I appreciate that. I just wish if you're going to do that. I 
I've seen that done, and it just the, like I said, I think Richie my Donner. biggest my biggest problem no my biggest problem with this movie is it's it's so. I've seen versions of that done and done better, and this is just it's not well written at all. Like it's it's just it's a really lazy script, uh, and it's and from like major the major plot points down to little things like that someone point. I mean, look, I I'm I'm not one to really harp on minor things, but they're just things that are just like funny that are just like wow, you just didn't. Again, it just seems like lazy writing, which is like you didn't bother to actually think, even think about these things. Uh, is uh, if you steal a jet like that, there's no way it's flying all the way to Egypt without a refuel. They'd be dead. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand Dude. that's a nitpick, but. But there's details. There's like a that. fucking invisible jet, Jamie. Yeah. Come on. That they fly, that they fly through a firework. And, and plus, he's in the navy. They would ne- a navy pilot would never fly in the middle of. They're being shot at. They're flying plus, into being shot at. And plus, they introduced the invisible jet. I appreciate that. I so here's the thing. I, I really love that. So I was every, like, for are every, they gonna do it? And they so, did so, it. So, so, like, so here's the, so here's the thing. For every, there's a thing like that that I like, but then the way they go about it ends up being really lazy. Like, although I did, I I did like the little moment of like how it was like, have you ever done this with a cup? It's just like what happened. It's just like I I I couldn't find it after, like I lost it. It's like that was cute. Um. Also, the fact that. So Chris Pine just takes over this man's life for a week, and <laughs> no one wonders where he. This is what a lot of people have brought up. I just think it's like this bothered some people. I just think it's funny, and then he shows up at the end. It's like, was no one worried about you? <laughs> you just disappear. You must have no friends and no family and a job that doesn't care whether you show up or not. I mean, this is not the age of social media yeah. or cell phones. I'm sure there are times where he could have been gone for a week. I don't know how long. This movie takes place in, but I'm guessing sure. it's like a week. Yeah, you know it's. Uh, but Pedro Pascal's son is a prop. He's not a character. Yeah, you don't believe that he actually cares for his son, really. I mean, Pedro Pascal well, kind of sells that at the end. He sells that a little bit throughout the film, but but the but the but the of course character... he didn't care for him. But I but you see his transformation into realizing, oh shit, he's a shitty dad and he yeah. needed to change things. Yeah. I Yes, I get it, a prop. Um, but I kind of like the fact that the villain doesn't stay the villain. The villain is sure. able to change and grow yeah. and, you know, and redeem himself. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about Kristen Wiig's character. Um, I kind of wanted her to stay bad. That's the one thing. Uh, a little bit too. I, Me I, too. I, I Me wanted, a little bit too. I, I wanted yeah, her yeah. to remain wanting to be a villain you know I didn't mind Max Lord's character I didn't mind the change in him yeah I didn't mind that I, I it's like I got I understand that you know sometimes when it comes to adaptations in films I tend to be very precious yeah. like Batman and Zack Snyder uh, alright I'll ignore that but I did not mind the departure she did with Max Lord and yeah. you know it's it's okay. So so here's an interesting here's an interesting thing character. that 
where, as far as like actual DC characters, there is one. So there's an interesting, this funny contrast here is uh, the way they got it, the DC in the, the DC Extended Universe, quote, whether they're going to make more uh, more Superman movies with, uh, what's his name? I doubt it. Um, but that Zack Snyder fucked up was that Man of Steel should have been more like Wonder Woman 1984 and... Wonder Woman 1984 maybe should have been more like Man of Steel. Because Super Clark Kent Superman is not the guy who slaps, who snaps Zod's neck to stop him doing what he's doing. Wonder Woman is the person who snaps Zod's but neck. To be honest, a lot of people got. was I did not like that. As a fan, I did not like that. What? The What she did to Max Lord in the comics. I know she oh, did it. Okay. I did not agree with that. You know, I did not like... I mean, I got what... DC wanted to sell comics. They wanted to push Wonder Woman to an edgier level. I did not like that. Well, here's the thing. Um, Neither... I, I want Wonder Woman... I mean, Wonder Woman is her own character. But when it comes to Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman, I want them to be heroes. Hopeful people sure. who are trying to save people. Like, I've been... um. What's it called? I've been I do after school program and I read comic books to my students and I go over discussions about superheroes what they're supposed to do. They just finished doing Suicide Squad and how dark that is. Sure. And I'm now going on to doing Kingdom Come. Yeah. Something a little more hopeful. I wanted to have my kids understand that heroes are not always meant to be dark and brutish and violent. And what what well that's the thing. Wonder Woman isn't that character, uh, and not putting aside whether it was right for her to, to snap Max Lord's uh, neck in a comic book. Uh, Wonder, unlike Superman and Batman, Wonder Woman it actually is in her character that if she's and uh, whether that in that particular story was the right decision for her to make. She is the character who, if she thinks that there isn't another option, will do that. Yes. Um, yes, I understand that. I just wish... I mean, she will give villains a chance, you know, yes. to do the right thing. Yeah. You know, like Doctor Who, you know, he's not going to destroy you, but he will give you an out. To, yeah, yeah. You know, you've, you've gone far enough, but hey, I'm trying to redeem you. But the interesting thing about, uh, if we're going to get into Doctor Who, is Doctor Who is also... The character who will, um, and they have made this point is he has a side of him where he'll give you an out, but if you don't take the out, or if he's angry enough, he will give you the means to destroy yourself. And he will do it like almost like maliciously. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like Tenet's character, yeah, very much so. Um, not number 10, the Cleston. Ellison uh, is, is 9. 9. Was definitely the one. 10 was definitely... 10 and 11, Smith and um, Tenet. 10 yeah. is darker. 10 was definitely... 10 ten, is... There, there's a, a, a... So they... he That was the thing. He's I like, apologize he, for the standard, everyone. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's darker. I uh, even I haven't seen, I haven't made it a lot through the most recent Doctor. Um, just because the writing has been. Capaldi's of he's a fucking bastard. <laughs> I yeah, love him, he's, but he's a bastard. Yeah, <laughs> he's a uh, fucking bastard. Uh, he that that was like a real so yeah so you have Matt Smith and you have a much you, 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 have a, you have a much darker doctor I think a lot of that had to do with them casting Capaldi who I, like I said I love um also wildly inconsistently written um I will say have you watched any of the, the Jody Jody Whitaker no, I'm not there yet I'm so still so what I what I will say. Uh, briefly, and I think we brought this up before. She's great. The show has not been. Um, there's been a handful of uh, really good episodes. They did one last year. Uh, God damn it, we can't talk about it because I, I, I plan on getting caught up. Um, I will. I, I it's been a small it burn. There is a moment. There is a moment in the previous season where I was just like, "It's like this. This whole we have to do Doctor Who." Yeah. Thing because I definitely would like to talk to you about the different doctors. I mean, I have strong feelings of Capaldi. I did not finish Capaldi's run yet. Yeah. Um, There's uh, so generally speaking, I will say there are some fantastic individual episodes for Whitaker or Jordy in in Capaldi's run. Oh yeah. Overall, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think there was it was a bit of a mess because they didn't know exactly what to do with him or any of his companions, and I think the stumbling block with that was Jenna Louise Coleman companions or after. Was I don't know any of the but, after but, so I will say, uh, yeah, Clara. There are parts of uh, he was fucking abusive. He, so Clara. I mean, uh, there are great Clara moments. Wait, how, how far have you gotten? I know I've been... So you haven't I, gotten to the new companion? The new no, companion? No, okay. no, no. I've only uh, go, went up to the point where Daddy sacrifices himself as a son okay. of man to Cl- Clara's... That was fucking heartbreaking. Clara, so every companion has the way that they kind of lead the doctor. Uh, Clara... I feel like the end end of Clara's story it's nice the way they get there I, I, I didn't like uh, without spoiling anything they I think her name is Billy uh, the first like yeah Billy they completely they do her dirty like it's not it's not cool well we're the yeah. way they, it's not I'll how it's not at. fair how the, either how there was a this lot of potential after in after Clara, yeah. Right. Companion. Um, well, Nordell, Nordell does not work for a while. He's the companion. He, he's like a secondary companion with Clary, Clara, and then he becomes. You like, mean Danny Pink? Yeah, N- Nordell, Nordell, the bald dude. No, then I don't know that character. He must have shown up. Have you watched the the yeah. Husbands of River Song yet? No, Nordell has definitely showed up. The bald dude. No. Once again, I've Denny Pink was you know was dating Clara, okay. the teacher. I don't Nardell, know. Nardell, I think showed I up. Think... Nardell has showed up in like Matt Smith's run though, 
if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong about the that. The guy? Yeah, the ball guy who was on Matt's the show. Who was on the show. You mean uh, the, the potato guy? The Zatarin? No, not him. Not the, the, the warrior. The, the yeah, no, 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 not him. No, okay, so maybe Nardo yeah, hasn't no. showed up yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, no. uh, yeah, I will say there, yeah, there definitely has uh, Maisie Williams showed up yet? No. No, okay. So. Uh, yeah, that's... Oh, wow, so you're really not that no, far no, to no. Okay. Okay. Just, okay, I mean, Danny, once again, I don't know how long Capaldi's run was, but I it's only up until like he, his last co- combat with the Master. Okay. Uh, Michelle Gomez, and that's in the sem- you know, in the God, cemetery where Danny Pink God, I love her. had to sacrifice himself. It's another to another person is I don't care what she's in. Like she's the arguably the best part of Sabrina. <laughs> she is just an amazing. I mean, yeah, another tangent, but dude, flight attendant, watch it. Okay. She's in it. She's a she's a villain. Uh, Did you watch Sabrina at all? Season four is. I'm rewatching okay. everything from beginning, okay. and then going to watch uh, yeah. the last season. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, in this in the new HBO show, The Flight Attendant, she's also amazing. Sure. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, but I mean, it's like going back to Wonder Woman. Um, I I just saw this film as a hopeful interpretation sure. of a hero, and I like that. I mean, it's like. It, it, yeah, I'm not it has there's, there's fun it moments. It has flaws. Yeah, I'm not arguing that it's not fun. I'm not even saying it's not good. I just, honestly, like I said, I mean, I'm repeating myself, but it's just like, I just wish it had been written better. I wanted that's a true. better movie, honestly, and I didn't get that, and I think that's what the big disappointment, honestly. I think that's everyone's big disappointment, to be perfectly honest. Um, that being said, we can maybe discuss it, and then we'll discuss The Expanse. And maybe discuss it a little bit later when it comes on for free and you watch it. I will say a, a movie that got shit on way more than I think it deserved to, even though its its tone is also wildly inconsistent, is The New Mutants. I watched The New Mutants. I rented it. Um, it still has X-Men stink on it, um, which is unavoidable. It's what, what has happened since X-Men 3... And even more so post X-Men Apocalypse is that whole property has kind of gotten this huge stink on it. Um, That's my problem. It's like yeah. I'm already biased. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna wait a while, obviously wait till it's free or it's yeah. I would say um, wait till it's free. I, but I, it's like like I'm going in expecting it to suck ass. Because yeah. there's a lot of you know, there's precedence, you know, yeah. in watching a lot so of So here's what I will say. Um I was going in expecting it to not suck, but I went in with very low expectations, if not zero expectations. I rented it for $7. It is worth ex- almost... Like, you know how sometimes you'll rent a movie or, like, you see a movie... Like, mostly if, you, if you've ever rented a movie, like, digitally, and you rent a movie and you're like, that was worth exactly what I paid for it. It's worth exactly $7. That was, that was Ghost in the Show. Yeah, it's, it's, so there, I think because of all the, apparently like all the reshoots they did, tonally, it's, it's, there are parts of it that are just wildly inconsistent. The idea, the central premise though, isn't bad. It is uh, a bunch of, a handful of teenage mutants 
are basically the premise is all of the mutants who are these teenagers have uh, when their powers manifested themselves they accidentally killed or intentionally killed in the case of uh, Ileana Ratsubin uh, I didn't watch it it's, it's fine it's okay. the, the, you, you, I'm not spoiling anything uh, killed one or more people so they're supposedly like dangerous because like when they manifest like their powers they can't control them and like the fact that they can't control their powers could be a danger to themselves or others so they are brought into what's supposed to be like this treatment center uh, and then it turns out that uh, the treatment center isn't what it seems and it becomes like a mental institution horror movie kind of with teenagers but also like a teenage like it has a lot of the tropes of like a, a horror movie and there's like I said it's tonally inconsistent but I think and the people who said that the acting was terrible it's like the acting isn't terrible in it um it's not great but but it's it's not as it's really not as all like I uh, the reason why I say it is like it's really not people just so shit on it that's not as bad as people made it out to be. I will also say... I can say the same thing about Wonder Woman. But. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I will say it's not as bad as people as Wonder Woman. I'll make the same argument. Because I've, I've seen people online just, like, rip that movie to shreds. Yeah. I'm like, I, I it's think I think both bad. of these movies, Wonder Woman 1984 and New Mutants, are not as bad as people are making them out to be. Uh, I, like, you know, for Wonder Woman 1984, I think I was expecting, I think... A lot of people were expecting a better film and didn't get it. And that's where I think a lot of the vitriol is coming for from for, ni- for Wonder Woman 1984. In contrast, I think that everyone was expecting a massively shitty movie in, New- in The New Mutants. And for a lot of people, they went in just expecting shit. And for a lot of those people, that just became a self-fulfilling prophecy... I was like, it's not awful. And also I will say, the thing that really say, and I know this almost sounds like it's not a compliment, the thing that really saves the New Mutants is it's an hour and a half. It's barely an, it's a little bit more than an episode of a TV show. So like, by the time you're like, you could get pissed at all the problems with the movie, the movie's over. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like... And there's some fun, not, sh- yeah. there's some fun shit in that not movie a too. Not selling point though. But like, no, no, but like, there are some fun little like. Uh, also, takes place in a di- in a different time period. Uh, it's a very strongly implied that it takes place in the nineties, because they're watching like Buffy the Vampire Slayer season four, so maybe like late nineties is maybe when it's supposed to take place. So it's just like. I don't know, like, and there's stuff in it, there's details in it. I mean, I don't care. Do you care if I spoil, like, one or two things? Yeah. I'm not going to spoil, like... I do plan on watching it. I'm not going to spoil the major thing, which is the reason why all the sort of horrible, the horror elements are happening in it. I won't spoil that part. Because that part's actually kind of fun. But there's, like, a... There's a budding lesbian relationship in it. Like, it's... uh, I mean, that's... Is that a selling thing, or is this... I mean, we expect... 
you know, more varied characters. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and look, like, so. as an X-Men fan, like, they're, like, that cast of characters is, uh, is fun. I will say, do not, if you don't know their powers, do not Google their powers. It will spoil the movie. I mean, yeah. Um, but Ileana Rotts, you know, I mean, I, like, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm familiar with her, and I don't know like her. who are the other characters. I mean, you say her name, I kind of know what she's well, like. Well, the, based ca- on the character, so yeah, and um, I don't know what Maisie Williams' characters are, but I it's guess Wolf, she's Wolfsbane. Oh, oh, I mean, uh, it's Wolfsbane, Magic, yeah, uh, Moonstone. Do not Google Moonstone; it will spoil the entire movie for you. Um, uh, Cannonball. And not Sunfire because they both Sunspot. have Sunspot. Sunspot and Sunspot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like classic characters from the ninety. Classic New Mutants. They're they're all New Mutants. Yeah. And Doctor Reyes is also. Uh, from I just the, like the the actor. Yeah, and like like it's Cecilia Reyes. Cecilia Reyes. Yeah, yeah. She's, I don't know if she was in the 90s New Mutants, but she was a character of She's in Hickman's run. It, yeah, she yeah. is in the more modern X-Men. Yeah, films. yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I finally, so I got a collection that is the the first comic book, uh, the first issue of all of... House of X. And uh, House of X. So it's, it's Dawn of X. Uh, I haven't gotten House of X, the first arc, but it's... The, the trade that I have is Dawn of X 1, Marauders 1, uh, New Mutants 1, and X-Force 1. When you're caught up with at least... I didn't read anything beyond that, but House of X, Powers of X, all those shit, let me know if you're I've been, I've, I've only recently was able to buy we, all the trade. We should talk about that, because yeah. I've, I've been impressed. By what they've been doing, I I've this. read a handful. I so I read a handful of the issues of all of those, not the full arcs of them, but yeah, because not just the stuff that Hickman wrote, but the fact that he's like this, he was the central person behind everything. The way he's, it's it's crazy, the stuff that is in there, but it's also like I, I so like in a contrast to. You know, coming back to the Wonder Woman 1984, it's like someone who is put. And in fairness, this is a comic book and not a movie, but I've seen this in series, and we will get in a moment to a series that is really good at this. Uh, the taking really complicated ideas and all these different characters and somehow just making it all make sense and connect to each other in a way that makes sense is, I think, what's brilliant about what Jonathan Hickman did with the X Men. Um, so sidebar, I also finally, 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 now that it's going to be, I think this month, the show, which you must watch, must watch for me, and I think everyone else, it's a must watch, I think, when it comes out. I think it's coming out. Maybe it's coming out maybe. No, I, no, I think it's coming out in the spring. Invincible. I finally finished Invincible. It's fantastic. The end is great. I finally finished The Wicked and the Divine. Uh... And when you were talking about Why the Last Man, like reading the end of Why the Last Man, the last... And crying. The last, I- the last two issues of The Wicked and the Divine made me choke up a little bit because 
It's just... Dude, that's straight up ball. Yeah. I didn't straight up ball, but it was like... It was one of the first times I read the As end a of teenager, a I was like, why am I crying? It's a fucking comic book, but damn it. I... It, when it comes to comics, I never thought I would be that invested in characters as much, or I didn't think comic books could make me love characters so much. Yeah. If that, if it's how long was that run? What did it define? So trade wise, it is nine trades. Uh. Uh, and one of the trades is just a, a collection of one shots that are actually those characters in the past. So the premise is every 90 years, a group of 12 gods are resurrected uh, in 12 teenagers. They are alive for two years. In those two years, they are loved by, like, the masses. They are hated because they become, like, sort of, like, if not select, if not literally, they're worshipped as gods. They in in the modern context, they become like pop stars. They're worshipped. They're the 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 whole the tagline for the series is every night of every ninety years, twelve gods are reincarnated in twelve teenagers. They are loved. They are hated. Hated in two years, they're all dead. Uh, and that's the premise. And it's just in. This two years, it happens between, I think it's 2013 to 2015. Uh, it's what happens to the most modern incarnation. And in the most modern incarnation, they are pop stars. Uh, and then the story kind of goes off from there. It's ve- There's a lot of, if you've ever read American Gods by Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. it pu- it, uh, some of the underlying themes are definitely pulled from that. But the fact that they're teenagers, the fact that, like, the gods they end up embodying, uh, and, like, the deeper story behind that, and, like, the way, how you follow these characters and how they age, because they're not all the same age, so the first god is usually the oldest of them. The first one to manifest is usually the oldest of them, so he's, he, I think he starts at 19... When he is, when he gets, becomes the god that he is, and then by the end of the story, I think he's, he's 21, and then the youngest is like 13, uh, and they range in ages along there, um, and yeah, it's one of those things that by the time you get to the end, uh, like, not spoiling anything, like, of, like, concept-wise or character-wise what happens of like why all this is happening and all that um when you get to the end and it's like you've been through this journey with these characters and also like when you learn like the reason why all this is happening and like uh just how how the story ends itself is just like yeah I got choked up (laughs) like it's it's yeah it's it's touching and yeah the two people behind I really want to read the other the other book they did together which was Phonograph uh, and it's Image it's uh, Kieran Gillen who had a run on X-Men for a little while and Jane McKe- Janie McKelvey is the artist and it's it's another one of those things where it's just like it's a perfect meld of artist and 
writer. Uh, Invincible is very similar in Robert, Kirk, Robert watch Kirkman. I'm show and going to get on that comic Yeah, because I've heard good things. Yeah, about Robert, I mean, a lot of what Robert Kirkman has worked on is, is also kind of a perfect uh, match between... Image has gotten really good at that, actually. Maybe more than the other any of the other com- any of the other companies, I would say, uh, as far as like a single artist and writer executing an entire series is like you know Invincible, Robert Kirkman, and Corey Walker, and then Robert Kirkman, Ryan Otley. Ryan Otley is now an amazing is now an amazing Spider Man. It's a great choice for Amazing Spider Man, by the way. He's a fantastic artist. Uh, same thing with uh, obviously Saga. Brian K. Vaughn and uh, Fiona Staples. Perfect combination of writer. I mean, in fairness, everyone who Brian K. Vaughn works with, Brian K. Vaughn and Pia Guerra on Why Last Man is like just perfect. Perfect. <laughs> like, you know, combination of writer and artist on a comic book. And like I said, Image has been, I mean, even like Walking Dead, fucking Robert Kirkman and Charlie Idlard. Charlie Adlard on fucking Walking Dead is a great... I mean, it's, uh, I mean it, that works because the creators are involved in it, you know? I mean, that's not the, the No, way. not the show. I just mean the... No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you the know, com- the creators yeah. are invested in these properties, so they are going to take their time and passion to create long, intricate stories. It's also, it's also image. It's also in. image, because they're not working with characters that belong to someone else. Like, yeah. Image is all creator or yeah. creator owned. Um, I mean, they do have occasionally, if you, you have like a book like Spawn, but been recent, but yeah, in recent years, they've they've gone beyond the whole Marvel DC model and doing yeah. like creators doing one off shit. They, it doesn't have to be a long run at all, it just has to be whatever yeah. ideas that they have, short miniseries, whatever, do it, and then. What I mean, half the half there. the stuff that one of the, some of the best stuff that Brian K. Vaughan is he did a great book called Border that was just six issues. Um, it's great again, great combination of artist and and writer, and the the concept on that was great. It's uh, about a border control border control officer on. Uh, on the Mexican border, and a who's a woman, and a Mexican immigrant who came over the border, and just as she's about to arrest him, they both get abducted by aliens. And then the story is what happens to them while they've been abducted by aliens, and then after they are returned. Uh, and it's a it's an amazing story of you know it's it's a sci-fi story and it's about alien abduction but it's also an incredible story about you know immigration and racial differences and because you know she's white and he's mexican it, it oh man it's it's so again it's just brian Cregon who I, I arguably i mean i would love to see uh one of my friends argued that's like you know well he is a white male straight comic writer and there are you know female people of color writing comic books because I made a comic like Brian Gable might be the best writer currently running writing in comic books (laughs) Um, and like look valid 
Um, it's just the fact that there aren't enough. It's just uh, writers getting. It, it's in it's not just and it's not even just that there aren't enough writers. Uh, there haven't there aren't enough writers who have done, who've been given the opportunity to do as many things as he's done. Because uh, he's one of those people who, especially at Image, I will say, uh, and some of it has to do with just the success of Saga, uh, and the success of Why the Last Man, is just like he can just write his own card. Especially the yeah, image. Yeah, two long-running uh, IPs. I mean, that yeah, gives you yeah, a lot of pull. Yeah. But I will say, you know, uh, in my and his defense, he is maybe the... I've read, regardless of gender, gender or race or anything, uh, he is one of maybe two writers in comic books who I'm just like I don't care what he's writing I don't care what the concept is shut up and take my money like and that's because just like I have yet to read anything by him and there's even other writers who I've loved a handful of things they've done and then they'll go on to do uh, Brian Michael Bendis was one of these people love this Daredevil run don't love anything else he's done as much as I love his Daredevil run. Like, Brian K. Vaughn, every single thing he has done has, I've just like, wow. <laughs> and consistently, just like, without exception, his, he had the best run on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Only a handful of issues. Uh, oh, the comic book. Yeah, the comic book. He had, you know... Pride of Baghdad, which is just a story about a family of lions, lions that get released from the Baghdad Zoo. Incredible. Ex Machina. Amazing. <laughs> you know? Saga. Fucking great. You know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of, yeah, just every single fucking thing he's worked on has been, like, amazing. So it's just like, yeah, okay. You've come. Terry Moore is another one of those people uh, from Strangers in Paradise. Uh, love his art style because he's a writer artist and it's like eh, anything he comes out with he's now doing a horror story horror series just like I don't care he's great writes incredible female characters I don't care what it is I'm gonna buy it when I have the money you know what I mean like yeah and so that's you know those that I bought he did uh uh Strangers in Paradise, he came back to that series. Uh, again, it's one of those things there's like a comp, you know, a creator coming back to the 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 characters that essentially made him famous, quote unquote. Like maybe 20 years. It's I think it's called uh, Strangers in Paradise 25 because it'd been 25 years since the first issue came out and he went back to those characters and it doesn't feel like he's going back to the well. In fact, he... So much so that he went back to those characters and in a brilliant way connected those characters to every other book that he's done since then. Like, made them all part of the same universe. Which is just, like, not something I was expecting and maybe would have felt... Maybe other people might have felt like, wow, okay, that seems... You connected them all to the same universe but it was like no actually like 
you made it all make sense. <laughs> and that's fantastic. So it's like, they have, yeah, he has a new horror series coming out, and I'm fucking buying it. Because <laughs> it's fucking, he's amazing, you know. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Those are the comic books that I've, that I bought. was The Wicked and the Divine, Shares in Paradise 25, uh, Hickman, um, and the end of Invincible, and they're, they're all great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll I'll recommend all of them. Invincible. Once um, I get a feel for the show, I hear good things about that, so can't wait to. Uh, I'm I'm hoping they do a very I don't I because it's animated I doubt they're gonna drastically change anything and I don't see a reason why they should. Okay. Like, especially because it's an animated show, there's no I mean, reason. So far, for I mean, Amazon has had a good. Yeah, it's okay track record when it yeah. comes to their properties, and I think that with based on the the hype re- behind this comic book, I feel that a lot of yeah. people have high expectations for this. Uh, and on top of that, with what they've been able to do with some of their more original shows, like you know, the expense. Yeah, which we we, we can talk about. Uh, so this has uh, this holy season shit. has. I mean, I didn't hate season four. I didn't either. But, but. <laughs> I kind of like the fact that they're able to take their time. And I love sci-fi. But what I like about sci-fi is pretty much the human struggle yeah. and the conflict. You know, and this season and the politics. And, yeah. And I'm just loving it. I feel that what was absent with last season... The guy who was in Torchwood, I forgot his the his, the actor's name, but the guy who was leading the mercenary group. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I from Pacific Rim as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated that. I hated that character. Sure. I, I mean, I wish. I mean, you're supposed to, but but yeah. But he was not compelling at all. Yeah, yeah. But my goodness, um, the leader of the Free Navy of um, the Belters. I forgot the character's name, but and, he not, is. Ander, Ander, it'll come to me in a second. Yeah, he is... Marcos something. Y- yes. Uh, he is a magnetic character. He's great. Yeah, he's fucking great. I can see why people are falling for him. Um, and, yeah, he's great. And this season, it's just like splitting up the characters yes. and giving them moments to breathe and to grow. That's what I love. I, so I will say um, a couple things. Uh, number one... We knew that the asteroids were coming from the end of last season, but still just the moment of them actually hitting is kind of almost felt like a zero to a hundred moment, even though you knew they were coming. Like I was expecting like a slow build. Yeah. And yeah. eventually they would stop. Yeah, or or that 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 would be the build up to the big event that would happen at the end. Because I remember season three or season two, like one of the Mars missiles hit Earth. Yeah, 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 something like that. I got that, but I didn't think that they would just like go this close. I was I was kind of hoping that the heroes will come together, band together, save the day, and at least you almost expected minimal damage. That that was going to be like the major plot line. But it's like, what was it, like episode three <laughs> or something like that? That's what I mean, like it went from like, I think I texted you, maybe it was episode three or episode four. Well, it was like, oh shit, just got really real. 
I'm like, why are they focusing on this guy fishing? And like, yeah. no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. whoosh, wiping out. And, and not just everyone. one, but two before they yes. finally figure out how to fucking stop I'm them. Like, fuck. And and I and I love Avasarala, but she's not great as a president. She's great yeah. as someone who is forced to yes. do the right thing and forced to lead because. She got corrupted, you know, yes. in season three. You know, she got, you know, uh, she allowed the part to get to her head. And here, she's just fixated on doing the right thing. Yes. Saving lives and not her political ambition. Mm-hmm. So, I Although like, I suspect, given who she is, that part of her is going to come back. <laughs> like, Yeah, but I think because there's disaster, this fucking disaster, she's not going to focus on that. Yeah. She's trying to minimize... As much loss of life at life as possible, um, and granted, I know it's weird. I kind of want him to get with Avrasarala. I yes. know that's not gonna happen. Yeah, it won't happen. But the next best thing is him and his psycho girlfriend uh, so that he rescued from the I, prison. I'm hoping something happens. Yeah. So here's two. the thing. I didn't. So a couple things. No, I, no. I I, I love. Uh, what you said about them splitting up the characters and giving them each in, in, kind of individual stories. Uh, I love me some Holden, but the past, I would argue, maybe even four seasons have been very Holden-centric. Um, and Holden kind of has taken a back seat. Well, there are no past, weird aliens. Yeah, yeah, there's no weird aliens. Uh, I didn't think I could possibly love Amos more than I did and that scene on the Belter ship just the way that that's shot I don't want to wait he's like I don't want to wait but I love I love so a handful of things about that um uh and then I will get further into this later uh, a little bit later number one I love the, the way that was done pacing-wise is they didn't... Like, it's, it's just, just an example of, like, number one, great writing, great directing is they don't show you the fight right away. They show you him showering post-fight with blood, like, dribbling, and then they go back and, like... They don't even show like the whole fight, whole fight, but you just see it's like you just see the intense. You just see his expression and his glee that he has in fighting. I'm like, I didn't notice his eyes until like two other moments, the moments where he tells the guy, "I am that guy." Oh, that, and the second time is when the bad guy from season four punches him towards the end of the episode and you see his blood his mouth bloody and his eyes just look so far and you see that in this season I'm like yeah. I you don't need to see the violence but the fact that his his eyes just go wide yeah. with joy it's terrifying yet cool at the same yeah. fucking time and I think about so here's the thing about uh, Amos that uh, you know, there are all kinds of characters, especially, like, male characters, 
straight male characters, you know, whatever in sci-fi and fantasy, or like Aimless, who are just like gleeful in their violence. But the, straight male? What? He's not exactly straight. That, see, but that's the thing. Is is there? Like I said, I'm gonna get more into this as we discuss more into these episodes. Is one of the things that I love about the Expanse. Uh, is that in a less well-developed character in a less quality show, that could come off as very unappealing. But there's there's something. It's it's also that like. He loves fighting, but he doesn't... It's not necessarily, like... He has a really fucked up code. Yeah. He doesn't... He likes to hurt bad people. He's kind of like Dexter, in a way, you know, where it's like, if it's people who are, as he said, the code, they're people he's protecting, and he has no problems doing that. Yeah. People, you know, sex workers, he has a huge respect for that, because he grew up in that environment. Yes. You know, so he looks, he does not look down at anyone. Yeah. And those people who are going to be uh, taken advantage of, he will not stand for that. Yeah. At all. Um, so you respect that. And, you know, but those people who need to be put down, you know, you know he, he, he will find a way to get his hands bloody. Let's you, know, you know what I also love about, and I didn't think of this until just now because of it, I also watched straight through in one night. Season nine of Letterkenny. He's not. He's the non-comedy version of Wayne from Letterkenny, where it's just like, it's just like, are we done talking? <laughs> like back to doing what needs to be done. I was just like, are we gonna fight? Great, let's fight. Why are you still talking to me? It's just like I, I came here to hit you. <laughs> well, to be honest, he's incapable of talking. Yeah, that's the thing, or expressing emotion. I remember this scene with his. I guess his old lady's husband. Sure. Uh, that he's like, he was at a loss for word. You're crying. What am I? You know what? I'll, I will have that tea. Just whatever you should. Yeah, yeah. Just stop doing that. He just can't handle complex human emotions. Yeah. As, he just can't deal with like black and white things. But, do you need but, me but, to put someone down or do you need me to like here's the something up? So one of the things that I love about that, where he goes home, where he, uh, the guy who, like, with the one arm... His nothing, brother. His brother, when he goes to see his brother, is, and one of the things that it's a testament to how good of an actor, uh, the guy who plays Amos, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, is, is that... West Chatham. West Chatham, is that, yes, on an, in a, uh, on a surface level, uh, maybe I'm reading into this, but I don't think so. Is on a surface level, he's a person who can't uh, express complex emotions, but that doesn't mean he doesn't have them. And there's definitely scenes there, especially when like he's interacting with that person, when he's interacting with his brother. There's something, and like I said, I think this is a, a credit to West Shadow, is that there's something happening behind there. He's not expressing them externally. But that doesn't mean that he doesn't have them. Uh, I'm I'm very confused about the procedure he underwent in season one. I went under the assumption that something was done to remove that sensation, that area in the brain. 
oh, to I, make him un- I don't remember yeah. that from season one, but maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah, that scientist that. that the OPA kidnapped, or... Oh, okay. He was the one who was, who was responsible for changing uh, Amos. So my assumption was that he's he's just like the void of emotion. You know, okay. that's why he needed, you know. He's not the void of emotion. I don't. I think there's. That, see, that's the thing because he clearly gets. I guess joy from killing. Joy. There's clearly rage there. That's the thing. Is like I don't think it's that he can't. I think he can't express complex emotions. I don't think that he's it's that he can't feel them because there's definitely some sort of. In that scene with his brother, there's some complicated stuff going on there with him emotionally. I think there's com- complicated emotional stuff that he has with the Mao, the woman who Mao, and the woman who raised him as well. Uh, I think that that's a definitely like that's like he's reflecting what she, the way he's been raised, what you see of him. He, when he reminds me of. Bullseye in the Netflix. Yes, yes. She is his North Star or something yes. like that. And I think that's what... Um, Naomi. 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 Yes, yeah. yes. That makes total yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs someone to guide him, yeah. you know. Um, but Bullseye, he does have emotion. He just... Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, and it's not that he doesn't feel complex. It's, it's that... Uh, yeah, he needs something to focus on. And for Amos, more often than not, it's it's something to fight. You know, it's it's and, and as someone who has felt like that and, you know, trained for a little while as an act you know, as a fight not a competitive fighter, but as a fighter, which by the way is why I love Kingdom, because Kingdom also deals with that. But it's just like this is how we deal with our emotions. We're we're not good at dealing with complicated emotions, so we we punch each other. <laughs> like, like I get that. Um, yeah. It's, oh God. And also, just you just in that scene in that fight, it's like I just remember it's like, God damn it, Amos is a fucking beast. <laughs> I mean, he's a big guy and he's from Earth, and he has a physical advantage compared yeah. to Marshall. You need to watch. And, episode five. There's there's some um, stuff in episode five. And Belters. Yeah, yeah. Um, another like a team up that I've imp- enjoyed is you know um, Alex and uh, Guinea, where yeah. you know I love Alex because his character's like the the heart and soul. You know he brings. He's the Hawkeye of the yeah, group. Yeah, I, w- I just I wish I wish Kaz Aswar Anwar hadn't turned out to be an asshole. Because I love his character. I love his you character. Know, He's not like, going to be on season six, uh, <laughs> and there is going to be a season six. Yeah, I know. Uh, I don't know if they. I think they're still in the works for anything beyond that. Yeah, they just are. Just they've signed up for a one edition. Well, season. no, the implication is that it's ending in season six. I don't know. I heard something different. Okay. Uh, I think what I heard is whoever was responsible for the series. It's like it's. They are pen. They like they're locked in a deal for season six. But don't get don't believe that it's going to be canceled yet. I think yeah. they're hopefully trying to get more seasons okay. out of Amazon. Uh, so I, I also so. love like there's a that you know I I, I, I always draw like because I just call her Frankie because that's her the yeah. actress's name. <laughs> um, but the, what I like about them is the fact that you know she's like she's going through some shit you yeah. know because she's in Mars and. It's like people are losing their jobs, their livelihood, and yeah. it's hard on a lot of people. And she's seeing that, 
and you know coming back to Mars she understands it's not as great as it used to be and then here comes Alex yeah. with his you know you well, know, his it, issues that he doesn't really want to deal with. Yeah, you know, and she doesn't want to either. <laughs> and she calls him out on that. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, it's like shit. I mean, I like Alex, but he didn't have to be that harsh. Yeah, but then he realizes that hey, he's kind of a dick too. Yeah, you know, leaving yeah. his uh, wife and child behind. Um, but I am starting to. I, I just love their teamwork. Their, yeah, their um. Well, what you what you what I think is interesting that you realize in that conversation is. As much as you like his character, Alex's character, he is actually really selfish. Um, uh, I also just as, as a larger thing about what's happening on Mars, what's happening with uh, so what, a thing that happens in sci-fi, especially sci-fi series, a lot is there's a lot of world building. Uh, but what uh, this especially happens in sci-fi is there's a lot of world building, but what falls behind is the characters and. The Expanse is one of those shows in which neither of those feel like they've been shortchanged at all. It is like the f- characters are profoundly developed and three dimensional, and you feel like they're real people. And on top of that, the world feels thoroughly thought out and I mean, thoroughly lived in by actual and people. And grounded. Yeah. And grounded. I mean, yeah, it's science fiction. And which is why I'm definitely going to be reading the books. Yeah, because, me too. I, I'm surprised um, I haven't read I've, them yet. I've, the fact that there's so much, I mean, I can't imagine what's been cut out for this TV show. Sure. So I definitely want to read the books. But just the fact that they're trying to like, yes, it's sci-fi, but it's rooted based on actual like scientific principles. Yes. You, especially in where there's very low gravity in space and whatever gravity that exists is artificial and it's going to be low gravity. Of course, our bones are going to get hollowed, yeah. and you know the things like that. I just love, or the fact that we mentioned this before: if you bleed in space, you're fucked. Yes. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you need gravity yeah, and yeah, shit yeah. like that. It's like you. Don't, I've never heard of those concepts at all in like Star Trek and other sci-fi yeah. and like Star Wars. Those things you don't. Well, talk physics about doesn't that. exist in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, just and just like down to again, like down to little. Like little things, just the way things operate, like the magnetic boots and like all the little little things, like you know, the fact that it it you know uh, Alex is having this very selfish moment, and it takes a moment for him to look up and he sees all of like the closing signs uh, yeah. in his in the neighborhood, and I was just like. And what's amazing? What, Reminds me of New York City. Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 it feels so prescient. Um, and also just uh, so little moment like the fact that you know the the people who are being swindled uh, on the Belter ship that Amos is on happen to be a gay couple. Uh, happen to be a gay couple of color, uh, and just happened to be that. Uh, and they don't call attention to it. Uh, one of the things that I thought that people brought up that it, and the thing, the, one of the things that I appreciated about the way at least uh, you know race and sexuality are, are treated on the show is is the primary conflict is is Earthers, you know Earthers, Martians, Belters. But other than that, none of those other things. I mean, it's not meant to me. That's yeah. what I. 
when I went to Comic Con and I went to the Expanse panel, what I realized is that they had a concerted effort to make this cast yeah. as diverse as possible. It's like, who cares if black, white, Asian, who cares if they're gay or straight or, you know, other or fluid? It doesn't matter. If you I, can do I, the job, if you can portray a great character, that's what you want. And that's that's why I love this show so much. So I, and maybe this was true earlier in the show, uh, and I, I know it's kind of been portrayed on other shows, but maybe not on a sci-fi show, and not in a way where it's just like they just don't call attention to it. The fact that, like, drummer's ship is completely, almost completely polyamorous. Like... That's poly. That's that. They're all poly. Not all poly, but but essentially drummer and like the, the handful of people that she's with. And that that like that's as far as like you know people I know who are poly who are truly polyamorous. It's like that's that's how that <laughs> actually works. <laughs> like, uh, and, and again, the fact that it's like you don't call attention to it and it's just it just exists. It, it, you know what it, it is? It normalizes all of that. Yeah. And that that's what I think one of the things that makes the show great is that it, all of that is just normalized. It's not uh, call attention to. Uh, which brings me to just fucking drummer. <laughs> it's the other one. I'm not sure. I don't know what happened in this current season, but I mean, I feel bad for her, you know? Because yes. Because I... There was like this love-hate relationship with what's his name again? The one who died in the end. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank on his yeah, name too. But I love the actor. I love the character. Yes. And towards the end, just the way he went out like a boss. You yes. know, not crying, doing the right thing. And yeah. you just feel that, you know, her heart is broke. Yeah. She it being who she is and as a belter, she does not show emotion like a Catholic, like an yeah. Irish Catholic. She is not doing it, but you know she's broken. Yes. You know, and you see that in her expression. Oh, man. I just again, again, a, a, a credit to that actress is, is like, the not is that everything is happening behind yeah. the eyes. It's, it's very subtle. Which um, is why I'm terrified and attracted to her. Yeah, yeah, I love her. Um, have... So the end of episode four, she's been invited by Marcos yes. to meet. They yes. haven't met. I've, okay, I've okay. Seen. I I didn't want to say anything because I, and, I, yeah, I couldn't everyone remember. was surprised that she was planning on uh, accepting the invitation. Sure, you know because uh, it's going to be a fucking trap, or I assume it's going to be a yeah. trap. Yeah, it's a trap. Yeah, and God, I don't want to spoil this. Uh, yeah, I don't have to because I'm gonna watch you. No, 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 because I'm not, I'm I'm not clear. I don't remember. We have to talk about Naomi. We have Naomi, to yes, about... but Fred, like yeah, episode four, killed. is has already yeah, been he, Okay, I I just couldn't remember whether yeah. that happened in episode you know. four, so I didn't want to spoil that. If that yeah. if that, um, I, yeah, and again, that's uh, one of those things that I wasn't I was not expecting. I not was expecting that because he had very. He had a small role in season four, and sure. I was surprised to see him again in season five. But I was, I, I was expecting to. I, you know, honestly, I wasn't expecting kill. them to. I knew that that was gonna come back to haunt him, having the proto molecule. But I wasn't. Again, another one of those things that was like I wasn't expecting that to happen so soon. There's a lot of stuff I wasn't happening to just jump into. They were. I think what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen 
in later on in the season. But Marco or whatever, he's just here to stake his claim as being the number one guy, yeah. the number one representative of the Belters. And he's not going to allow other people like um, his character, uh, um, Fred Johnson's character. Yeah. And I don't, I'm assuming he probably will kill off the other leader of the OPA. I forgot what his name is, the one who originally stole or kidnapped oh, the scientist. Oh, yeah. Wow. We don't, wow. we have yet to, I don't know if we've, He's still alive. He is, yeah. I'd forgotten about him. And I love that actor. And yeah, I love that character. Yeah, I completely forgot about him. Um, uh, so I definitely would like to see him. Maybe he... I, he's too sniveling. I would sure. assume that he would be a lieutenant just to maintain his uh, existence. Um, but yeah, so it's like when it comes to the uh, Belters, it's Marco, Fred Johnson, and the Fred Dawes. Or Dawes. Or Dawes, like. yeah. Um, I definitely want to find out what happens to that. Guy. And the other thing that I think is interesting, uh, no, let's get. I'll come back to it because it slipped out of my head for a minute. Naomi, <laughs> she's a, like Alex, a shitty parent. Yes. Um, made some selfish decisions that she's now. But complicated. Yes. You know, it's... She didn't want to abandon the kid, but she was fearful of... I'm guessing she was in an abusive relationship. Yeah, that's... I'm I'm kind of getting that. That's what I'm I'm thinking is. He's abusive. Maybe not physically abusive, but emotionally abusive. Yeah. Because he tends to do that with his son. Yeah. Even being grown up. Philip is pushed around emotionally and psychologically yeah. wise that he's supremely emotionally manipulative you can see that yeah and um, just seeing I mean I, I, my heart breaks for her seeing yeah. the disappointment of where her son has yeah. gone to you know the the depths that he's sunk into following his father's and footsteps. also the, the, the fact that she's there's this conflict that people have thrown in her face Whereas, like, she's a belter, but not a belter. You know what I mean? That's really, like... That, I love that issue because look at Fred Johnson. He yeah. has done so much yeah. for those people, and still they call him an earther. Yeah. You know, and that's what I like. You know, our, is humanity, will they rejoin to become one again? Sure. Or will they continue to be segregated by, you know, whatever perceived class yeah. issues that they have? And, and one of the things someone brought, uh, one of the, the creators, uh, one of the writers of the books brought up was, like, there's that whole thing of, like, so many people identified with the, the Belters because they're the, the Belt, you know, they're, like, the working class and people, like, the Belter Lada Da became, like, the, the, the rallying cry of, like, the, a lot of the fans of the, the show. And the guy who created it was like, okay, really? Watch what Marcos does and see if you still think... But he's not Belter. Yeah, he is a Belter, but he does not speak for everyone. Yeah. And granted, a majority of them don't mind shoving it shoving it towards Mars and Earth. Yeah. But I don't think that's every Belter. It isn't. No, no, no. But, but, but I think what the... What he said, the point he was making was like... It was just like... Uh... That everyone was kind of like that was a rallying cry, and I was just like, I was like, yeah, but the whole point of the show is that no one is, no one is right. Uh, 
And I think he he made the point. This was like really the big thing about the show is is a quote from one of the seasons that Holden says. It's the hugest problem that everyone has is that, and it's it's again one of the elements that makes the show so great. And what it I think one of the central themes running through the whole show is like no the whole problem is that there shouldn't be Earthers, Martians, Belters. We're all still just humans. Like, that was, I think he actually, like, yells it. I forget what season it is, but he yells something along those lines. It's just like, no, that's the whole fucking problem. There shouldn't be Earthers, Earth people, Martians, Belters. Like, we're all just human beings, and we should be treating each other that way. Like, and again, like, kind of like a Star Trek thing, but even with all the conflict in the shows, like, that's part that being one of the central themes, undercutting underlying everything is I think what makes the show so great uh, so yeah season 5 I can't wait till you watch the most recent episode yeah I mean I've been like excited for that I, I sometimes I, I try to like not watch it in a week so I can like binge two episodes sure at a time um, which is what I'm doing with uh, Star Trek Discovery okay um, which I don't know about a lot of people I'm enjoying this season um, and gosh, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yeoh. As a... As a character who loves to play that... I, she's just amazing in this. Yeah. In this show. I, I love her um, in general. Like. <laughs> but yeah, this has been a really great season where you actually have character development for the first time in this, worth, in this season. It's not worth in this getting CBS, CBS access. Like, I no, liked no. it, but I liked it, but not enough... <laughs> I mean, what's at the at the end of the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl will be on CBS. I'm going to cancel. I only renew CBS access for Discovery. Sure. You know. Um, yeah. And to rewatch some probably old seasons of Star Trek, um, but yeah, this has been a great show. I, it's like shows that focus on characters, which has been a big flaw of Discovery, sure. where they just focus on. Burnham's character and maybe two other characters and not the greater uh, crew. Star Trek is all about character development. It's all about allowing individual senior members of the bridge to shine. And it's not as great as previous seasons, but it's better. I I will also say just um, again, coming back to The Expanse and also kind of what we've been talking about is just Actors doing emotionally complicated work. Dominic Tipper also another one is just doing. Yeah, she's, difficult like. I, I mean, it's complicated emotional work on screen. A lot know, of it is her being very sad, but. I mean, it's guilt. It's you know sadness of the path of her son. It's horror of yeah. you know her son being involved in near genocide. Yeah. You know it's. I mean, there's a lot of complex human emotions, and the actors this season are asked to do a lot. Yeah. Uh, And it's really stepped up, and yeah, I'm so glad that... uh, If you have not been on this, everyone, you need to get on the experience. You're a sci-fi fan. I'm so glad that Amazon picked it up. There's at least one other show that has now been off for too long that I had wished someone like Amazon had picked up. But that's not gonna happen. Um, which I re- like. I think I texted you when I rewatched season one. I was like, "God damn, I'm gonna have to read the comic book now." <laughs> it makes me so 
so upset with sci-fi that they canceled after one season. Um, very quickly, if you uh, if you liked season four, season three of Sabrina, you'll probably like season four. Okay. Um, if the, I mean, it's, the things that made the things that probably made you irritated with season three of Sabrina, there's more of that. In season I don't know. Three. I I did find it. I mean, it's like Wonder Woman. It's like when it comes to Sabrina, it's just like it's a fun show. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's stupid, over the top, yeah, silly. Um, it is a little frustrating to have a main character just perpetually make very. I understand she's a teenager, but to perpetually make very dumb like world consequence decisions with like just you're not learning anything <laughs> it's like you're supposed to be really smart Which and you're not learning from any of your bad decisions an emotional teenager yeah um, um oh something i definitely check out warrior I have in it in my queue. To I have Warrior and, and the True Secret it's, in my queue and I haven't watched them yet. Awesome, fun martial arts. Yeah. You know, it's cheesy. It's a cheesy western-ish. Um, the last episode I just saw was like an, was like a nice standalone episode where it's like a bunch of outlaws coming in trying to steal money from them and I just love the entire sequence. Sure. Um, but yeah, if you like martial arts and not good acting yeah. <laughs> this is a great show uh, if you are a fan of uh, the more horror oriented like horror horror oriented movies of uh, oh, was it John Pack? trying to blank on his name the guy who did Parasite uh, oh that guy um, he did not do this show but the it feels like the show, there's a new show on Netflix, a uh, Korean show called uh, Sweet Home, I think it's called. Never heard of that. Uh, it, it just came out. Um, it's a bunch of people in an apartment building, and then uh, uh, essentially, like, a virus gets spread around the world, but kind of like a not a zombie oh. virus. Yeah, it's. it's he's, in, he's involved in that? He isn't. But I bring that up because there is an there is a feel to it that feels like I don't I don't think he's involved with it. But as far as like feeling like the more horror stuff that he's done, like um, uh, I remember seeing this. not Parasite. What was the one that he did? Uh, Old boy, host, the host. Yeah. Uh, it, it has that feel to it. Um, I've only watched, like, the first episode, but it's, yeah, and also it's just, like, you know, gory, uh, monster stuff in it. It's, yeah, it's, it's cool. Oh, and I am now in season six of Clone Wars. Uh, and I will say that the end of season five. I, you mentioned if the CG changes, season seven, it's amazing. Yeah, they definitely. It, it, I so it got a yeah. That's uh, coming on the fifteenth as well. Um, yeah, it uh, because it, it they they Mandalorian had come out. They were definitely like. Uh, I think they put some more money into it. Not that it didn't look great before. The frame rate is just a lot smoother. Yes, it definitely to is. 
Uh, also, the X Men anime. I think we brought it. The X Men anime on yeah. Netflix is great. Uh, the Wolverine, the Wolverine anime is terrible. Are we looking up to try and see what this? Yeah, I remember seeing it somewhere being promoted. Uh, I think it's called Sweet Home. Uh, go to like new, newly released. Sweet Home Netflix. Is that it? No. No. It's not called Sweet Home. Any event, it's it's fun. So those are there. Yeah, no, it is called Sweet Home. Yeah, it's no. It's, then no, I haven't seen this one. Yeah. Uh. It's cool. Yeah, um, it looks like something I could be into. Yeah. You can watch the preview after this is. Um, so yeah, that's fun. And I think that's it, at least until Rich is able to join us and we can maybe talk about uh, Raised by Wolves, which I got back into. Um, it's, sl- it's, a sl- it's, a, it's slow going. There's moments of it that I, I, I'm on like maybe I've heard the people have problems with Ridley Scott. This is the show where I have a problem with Ridley Scott. I don't know. It's just like... It's... It's 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 I don't know I, I I'm I think I'm in episode three I believe yeah and I just I'm not hooked I'm gonna yeah. try to get on it I'm not been, I think I'm on episode to finish three. it with you guys yeah. and like yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. the show I will also say that because I think it's pre- also produced by the BBC uh, his Dark Materials. The pacing on that show is murder. I'm not gonna it's do that. murdering that show. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I mean, there's parts of it that yeah. are, are great, and as a big fan of the books, I enjoy watching it, but it's just like the pacing on that show is murder. Yeah. It's murder. Um, so much potential, I just... Yeah, yeah, and it's just not do. It's not doing it. Like, And it's the pacing. It really is the pacing on that show. Because the parts where that, like, the pace actually picks up, and there, are, there have been individual episodes that are really well done... And it's not like the books are all action or anything. There's a lot of, like, world building and stuff in the books, but it's just, yeah, the pacing on the show is murder. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's it, at least until oh, next week when, you know, WandaVision, and we all get a chance to watch Tenant, and, yeah. So yeah I think, Tenet? What? Tenet? Tenet. Rich is the only one who has seen Tenet. Wait, is it going to be out on HBO Max or? No, I think we have to. We'd have to rent it at oh, some point. Yeah. Right. Um, um, yeah, I definitely want to pick that up because I'm. I believe in Nolan. I do too. And um, I will give him the benefit of the doubt because he tries weird shit, you know. Yeah. And I would like more directors to be inspired sure. by being bolder. Yeah. And it being experimental. Sure. So I think that, yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. Sweet. Adios.
Faces, everyone.